Yeah, some of some of the uh, clients I've had that are uh, that have seen the best results, their weight did not change in the first couple of months, but their body went, their body fat went down, and their muscle went up. They didn't see a single a single change on the scale. If anything, they might have gained a little bit of weight, but their body composition drastically changed. And I mean, inches off their waist, inches off their thighs, better energy, better all around sleep, etc. Everything's better. And we are live. Hello, carnivores, and welcome to session number 22. This week's topic is business. Coach Mark is about to teach Nate and I what it takes to become a successful full-time online coach. Nathaniel Gates is a natural bodybuilder, soon to earn his WNBF Pro card, seven weeks out from the Granite State Open in Seabrick, New Hampshire. Not to be confused with Keto Brick, this is Seabrick, New Hampshire. <laughs> United States competing on a strict lion diet. He is also a contest prep coach himself. You can follow him on Instagram at carnivorous underscore Nate. Coach Mark is eight weeks out from the NPC Northwest Natural in Seattle, Washington, United States. Working with Mark this last year has impacted much more than how I eat and how I train. He's become an inspiring role model and mentor to me in the areas of fatherhood, marriage, and business. It's one thing to master your body's needs through nutrition and exercise. It's quite another to make a, a living teaching others how to do the same. My personal mission is to make as great of an impact on my own athletes as Mark has with his clients. After we discuss business, we'll go into Nate's and Mark's meal plans and training splits, checking in as a team, keeping our eyes on the prize. Sorry about my cough too, by the way. If I'm coughing, I'm uh, just getting over a little bit of a head cold. All right. Before we jump in, our podcast review of the week is from Freddie Preston from the UK. Wonderful. That's it. It was, it was just one word. Wonderful. <laughs> that was in response to session number 20, which was our back day special. Hey, Freddie, that's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Um, that probably took you like three seconds to type that out. And that's the kind of stuff that makes our episodes pop up higher rather than lower on our listeners' feeds so that our message gets heard. So thank you for your kind words or your word rather, and for helping us to continue to grow this channel organically, making this the number one nutrition podcast on Spotify. Coach Mark, I'm going to turn things over to you, pal. What made you decide to become a full-time online coach? Okay, so just to put it simply, I just wanted to help as many people as possible. I saw I saw um, a market in what I do. Um, I've seen pretty much a lot of people going into the gym and they were doing their own thing and they were getting looked after by PTs and stuff like that. But I saw an awful lot of people in the health industry that were suffering with... Uh, different health conditions. Yeah, so I saw a niche in the market. I saw a lot of people suffering with health conditions and I saw them getting pushed to the sides. Um, and for years and years and years, I was in the fitness industry as, as a personal trainer. Um, but I always felt that I was, I, was better, I was better off being a coach. I got better results when I was actually talking to people. Um, and that's pretty much where I started. I just started being nice. Just start, and what I did was I started taking people on for free at the very very beginning i took i took family on i took friends on and it kind of blew up Um, i got people in really really good condition and people were asking me like um how much do you charge uh can you take me on and it just got out of control literally got out of control and i had i never even thought about going into online coaching at all because i know when you look at online coaching now there's there's so many courses out there to do online courses and um, but i never did one not, I never did one online course ever. I just got into it pretty much maybe by accident. Um, but I haven't looked back since. 
Um, it's just been amazing. It's amazing how you can sit at home. You can do probably about 95% of the work that you're meant to do on your laptop, on your phone. Um, and that's it. It's just, it's just, it's just been an, an, an incredible. I've been doing the online coaching now for, this will be my sixth year. Um, and to this day, it's still grown very, very big, which I'm grateful for. Absolutely. How do you have such a massive client base with such a small social media presence? Yeah, so when you look at when you look at my social media, you, you can see there's probably around I'd say about eight fifty about eight fifty um, people on my Instagram. But what you don't know is I have worked with probably about ninety five percent of those people. So I would say to to, to, to date, I've worked <laughs> with probably around seven hundred seven hundred fifty people. Um, they're not all they're not all the people that you see on my Instagram. They're not like they're not like people that randomly just come onto my page i have worked with a lot of people on my page and and a lot of them have stayed with me over the years and, and they're not so that's the reason why i keep and they're, and they're not and they're not fake either you compare that to a trainer yeah. i put in quotations and i yeah. use that term loosely i you 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 you, you look at it you look at a trainer who has thousands and thousands of followers okay their posts look at the post that's how you can tell if it's organic or not if they're getting mm. one or two comments per post and they have 30,000 followers, it's fake. They bought those followers. Have exactly. You, have, have you have you ever bought followers? Never. No. I've ne to, this, to this day, I have never asked anybody, anybody for coaching. Never. I've never mm. asked one client, uh, would you like would you like coaching? Would you like to come on board with me? All that kind of stuff. I've never done it once, ever. So you, you have, have a very high conversion rate right then. Very, coaching. very high. Do you yeah, think I would say. Do you think that's attributed to like the kind of message that you push in general? Because, I mean, I notice like your overall, your overall page is just a very positive, but also no BS page. I, I mean, I, I suspect that's probably yeah. why. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because like, I don't need to do the talking on my pages. I don't need to do talking. If someone says to me, like, "Can you show me before and after? Can you show me some proof?" All I have to do is get on to that client, say, would you mind if I use your picture? This person is asking, can they speak with you? And that's it, nailed. And then once that happens, within two days, these people are getting on to me and saying, okay, I've, I've done the research on you. I've seen what you can do. Can you take me on? And that's it. I, I say, like, I had, <clears throat> I, had two, I had two calls this morning. And... In the past, like, it would have took me nearly 45 minutes to close the, close these sales. I'm closing my sales now within 10 minutes. Wow. Because people, people, already, because people already know your story. To, I, they, they've, they, they've, they've either heard you on the yeah. podcast enough or they've, heard, or, they, or they've heard a recommendation for you with someone else. And so the, so, so the question when they come to you at that yeah. point is just how much is it and when do we get started? Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Just about, it's just about planting the seeds. And just saying, listen, okay, you've seen what I can do. And I, I'm, and the good thing about it is I'm attracting the people that I want to attract. I'm attracting people that have done it all, that have been to the doctors, that are struggling with their weight, they're struggling with their health conditions. These people are my particular niche. These are the people that I want to work with. I don't want to work with the average Joe that goes into the gym, that has a massive ego, because I just know we won't, we won't get on. And I've, I've, got, I've let go so many people in the past I've known within a week or two, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. 
and I've, I've been, and I've just said to them like, listen, I'm not the right coach for you. I've given them a real um their refund back. I've said, listen, there's no hard feelings, but I just feel me and you won't work. And I've always been right. I've always been most of the time right. Um, I just like take me taking people on there. I know we're gonna have a good relationship, and we're gonna be we're gonna be in communication for more than say six months to a year. And um, because as I said, most of the clients that I have now, and um, we still talk. And the way I see it, I see my online coaching business as a big, like massive family. We talk every day and um, people talk to me, even even though they're in amazing shape, they, they, they still reach out to me. They still need that accountability. They still need to have that voice in their ears saying like, listen, am I doing things right? Am I doing things wrong? And I have no problem with that. No problem with that at all. I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing in the industry where people are going wrong is they're chasing money. I think a lot of people are just chasing money. I do this because I love doing this. I never, when I started yeah. off, I hadn't got a penny. I hadn't got a penny. I, I, I was coaching for about three or four months and I never made a penny, not one penny. Um, and I did it because I loved it. I love, I love speaking on the camera. I love doing content. Um, and I never seen um, a reason why I would get paid for it. Because at the time I had a pretty much, I had a good job. I was a manager in a fitness club at the, at the time and I was doing quite well. I was doing financially okay. So I never saw myself as a coach, as I mentioned at the beginning. Um, but as I said, people, I got people amazing results and people were listening to me every day. My following was getting really, really big. Everybody was asking me questions um, and I got so busy. I was like, okay, I can actually do this full time. So why do I need to work 40 hours a week when this could be my full-time job and I could be earning, I could be earning quite a, a really good living out of it. That's incredible. Going back to what you said about not chasing money. I feel like if you're online coaching and you're chasing money, you are absolutely in the wrong business. The that, wrong that, is, that is a horrible outlook to have in this industry. This is a people business. If you want to make money, real estate, uh, mortgage banking. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot better ways to make money than being an online coach, but being an online coach is rewarding. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one thing I've seen in the past from people that I've took taken on. I've always asked the question like, "Why me? Why did you pick me?" And they'll always say to me, "Well, I've done coaching in the past," and I I'm saying to them, "Okay, where what went wrong?" And there's been there's been many many things that get back to me. Like first of all. They could be waiting two or three days for a reply. Um, the money issue, the money issue is very, very high. Um, they're overtraining. Their nutrition is rubbish. They're still gaining weight. There's been so many, so many areas you look at it and you're like, my God, like you're spending so much money on this rubbish and you still look the same a year, a year later. That should be, that can be extremely frustrating. I can't imagine how frustrating that is. And when I hear people saying to me, listen, I'm struggling. I need that accountability. I need someone to take that um that worry away from me. Um, and I'm asking them, okay, did you reach out to this client or did you reach out to this coach? And they're like, yes. And they're like, but I didn't get a reply back until about three days later. It's like, wow. Like, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you, like, if you spoke to any one of my clients, any one of them, and I've got a lot of clients. They will tell you they, they they'll get a reply back within fifteen minutes to a half an hour, no longer than that, guaranteed. No matter what time the day is, no matter how busy I am, I always make sure the priority is the clients.
And no matter what, what question I get, whether it's a good one, where it's a bad one, no matter what question there is, because the way I see it is there's no such thing as a bad question. I'll be there. I want to take all the worry away from my clients every single day. And I think that's what, that's what a good coach should be. A coach Absolutely. is not, in my opinion, a coach is not where you send on a, a client like these apps or programs. To me, I see myself more as a therapist because I love having those chats. I love having those, those talks with my clients every week. I like to keep them accountable. I like to get them targets. I like to get them goals. I like to get them achievements, what they, what they can do. I like to get them that belief. I think that's the most important part. I like to give them that belief that you can do this. Just give it time. Just talk to me on a regular basis and I'll get you over the line. Is that what you expected going into it? Like, did you have a different outlook on it? And then when you got into coaching a lot of people, was it a lot different than what you thought? Like that whole psychological yeah. side of things? Yeah, hundred percent, Nate. Because that's where I seen that's where I seen the weakness. I was I seen so much weakness in the industry now that people just mm -hmm. were, were were just giving just giving a plan. They were just giving these uh, like twenty euro, thirty euro plans, and that was it. Then they were just left to the side, left to raw. And mm -hmm. I was like, hang on a second, like, are you not even going to speak to these people? Are you not even going to write back to these people? Are you not actually going to pick up the phone one of the days and just say, listen, Mary, how's things? Are you? Are you How's everything going? Are you okay? All that kind of stuff. And people love that. Yeah. And when, I, and when I'm doing a check-in with a person, let's say if I'm reaching out to somebody, most of the time it's always video. I, I, I hate texting. I'd rather, I'd ra like, let's say it was, I was your coach and you, and you came with me with a problem. I'm going to make sure that every single week you're going to be held accountable. You're, you're not going to have, let's put it this way. If you're coming back to me and you're not talking to me on a week to week basis, then I know something is wrong. So I'm going to reach out to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out to you and say, Nate, how's, how's, how's everything going? Are you struggling with anything? I'm going to, I'm going to ask the hard questions and yeah. you're the one that's going to answer me back. Cause that's where I feel people are struggling. They're, they, yeah, they're, afraid, they're afraid to reach out. And when they do reach out, they feel, um, what's the word? They, they might feel shy. They might worried, feel worried they're going to feel worried they're going to feel judged or like they're going to be in trouble is yeah. what is is, yeah. is, 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 what I, is what I hear. And then when they do tell yeah. me, look, I had I had I had two bad days where I ate a whole bunch of carbs and I was at a party and I just completely lost control. And I'm like, they're yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know. I know. I know. I know that. I know that I felt I'm like, what? you don't need to tell me you're sorry. Like, Thank you for telling me that. That takes mm -hmm. courage for you to tell me that. Hundred percent. 100%. And I think a lot of people too, they need right. to be eased into a new lifestyle. They can't just be shoved into it too. They need to you know, have time to adjust and have time to get used to it as well. Yeah, 100%. Like if you're, if you're taking on somebody that's been through it all, that's been through the mill and they're like, you know what, I've tried everything. I've tried every diet. I've tried every PT. I've tried every gym. And I'm like, yeah, you've tried all of that, but you haven't tried me for it. You haven't tried me yet. And, and then they'll ask the question, well, what makes you different to everybody else? And I'll say to them, listen, I'm going to be talking to you every single day. Every single day, I'm going to be talking to you. And this is where I'll get, this is where they'll start crying. They'll be like, oh, I really, really need this in my life. I really need to have somebody in my life. I thought it was just about all about coaching. The coach will tell me to go to the gym. The coach will tell me what to eat. But he doesn't understand what I'm, he doesn't understand what I'm going through. That's what separates me to everybody else. These... Uh, video chats that we've been having been going back and forth for for quite some time i think we've been talking on video every single day mark correct me if i'm wrong for close to a year now and there's and there's so much that gets lost 
in verbal only communication, which to your point is why I'm not a fan of text messages at all. I'll get back to my video messages way quicker on our video app, on our video chat app than I will with text messages because I try to spend most of my time there. Um, I can see how somebody's doing. There's a difference between somebody shooting you a text message and saying, hey, I'm doing great. And then and then seeing the amount of stress in their eyes on video and saying, yeah, I'm doing great. And I'm like, no, you're not doing great. What's going on? You know, yeah. you you yeah. you look you 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 look you look like you're dealing with something really rough. Tell me tell me what's going on in your life. Um, yeah. What's on what's on paper? Great, it works as long as people do it. It work it, the the workouts work if you go to the gym. The diet works better than any other diet. But to be able to adhere to it and see it through to the end, you got to have your life in in, in check. And yeah. if you're going if you're going through a divorce or if you're going through like financial issues or if you're going or if you're going through something stressful uh, like in your work situation that's something that we've that, that, that we've had with clients it's like okay i don't think that we need to focus on our nutrition and on how to do these workouts so much i mean you're crushing it when you do go to the gym but let's work on boundaries in the workplace your boss is talking to you like that and your coworkers are talking to you like that i mean your cortisol's through the roof you're not and you're not getting good sleep either you're not going to you're not going to see any results if you keep this up so let's forget about the workout and the diet that'll take care of itself yeah. um let's focus let's focus on this right now yeah 100% yeah no that i couldn't agree more I, cu- I couldn't agree more i mean i only had this conversation with um uh a woman there last week um she's in the family um and i spoke i took her on last week and i said to her listen you you're doing too much you're doing too much training you're, you're focused in too much on calories. What we're going to do is going to push all that to the side. And all I want you to do for me every day is just walk. That's it. And I spoke, I only spoke to her today. She's eating fantastic. She's walking every day. And she feels within three days, I think I only took her. Yeah, I sent her our plan there three or four days ago. And she's absolutely flying. Absolutely flying. And it's amazing. It's amazing how you take all this stress away from somebody. Wow. And you look at it and you're saying like, you didn't need, actually need all of this. And I, like you said, Cole, it's, 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 it's about finding out where the weaknesses are and, and trying to make them as easy as possible. Because when, when we look at, pe- at people's, a person's lifestyle, um, we could have a person that works 12 hours a day and does not have time to go to the gym, hasn't got time to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, oh my God, like if, I, if, I don't get, if I don't go to the gym, I can't get in shape. That's when I'll come in and say, listen, hang on a second, you can get in shape. Because most of what you need to do, okay, is just eat properly. And then you need to just focus on your needs. If you focus on eat, like even, even if you're driving a bus, you're, you're still burning energy. So people need to understand this. And I don't think a lot of people do. That no matter what you have in your life, no matter what's going on, and even if you have, like I had, I have an issue at the moment um, with um, a loved one at the moment. She's going through a bad time. I could easily say, you know what, people are going through a bad time. I'm stressed up to here. I've got my, my, my work. I'm very, very stressed. I'm just going to eat shit. Now, I could, I could do that, but that's going to have an effect on my job. It's going to have an effect on my family. It's going to have an effect on me. So why would I do that? So if anything, I have the strength to still control what I put in my body, even though I can't do anything else. Like this day, like in the last week or two, I've been trying to maintain my gym, which I have. It hasn't been the same as 
other weeks where I'm still maintaining what I'm doing. I'm going into the gym. Like I think I spoke to Colt about this yesterday. Like my workouts now, because I have such demanding workloads and I've got uh, someone in hospital at the moment going through cancer, I, have, I got to say, right, okay, how can I adjust my life to fit it all in? So my workouts now are only literally a half an hour. But it makes me feel good. That's all I need. That's all the stimulus I, I need. And then I just control everything else. I control the food that goes into my body. And it's and very, doing, very important that I address that to a client. So you're, you're doing six working sets per workout, right? With about five minutes of rest between sets. So six times five. There we go. That's, that's your 30-minute workout. Huh? Yeah. So yesterday, yeah. I was in the gym yesterday. I was finished in 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Losing any muscle doing that? Not at all. <laughs> very, very, very counterintuitive. You'd be proud of my workout mm -hmm. today. It was uh, 50 minutes and it was 18 working sets. Not quite as not, not not quite as low as you, but it's a big improvement from where it used to be. And I learned that from but, you. But that's what I'm saying, Cole. When we spoke at the very, very beginning, um, I didn't I didn't know anything about you, um, but I could see, and I've mentioned this to you a few times. I could see the stress in your face, and I knew you were overtraining. And I said this to you on a few occasions. Um, you didn't actually say it to me. I just said it to you. And I, as I said, I knew nothing about you. Um, and I knew, I knew you would struggle to see my point of view. Um, but the more I spoke to you about it and the more I gave you that reassurance and gave you that confidence and just basically looked after you and just said, listen, just trust me on what I say. Slowly but surely, even, even though doing your own research and doing your own training, you slowly seen the benefits of going into lower volume training. It has improved your life dramatically. Your stress levels have go gone down. You're stronger. You're mentally stronger. You're physically stronger. You look at your, your, your family life is better. Your work life is better. You know what I mean? It's just overall, it's been a massive amount. And if I, can do, if I can do that with a coach that has an amazing experience in the bodybuilding industry, I can do that with anybody. And mm -hmm. I have done that with everybody. And that's what I like doing. I like to take somebody on that's proved them wrong to say, listen, you can actually do this. Trust me. Just give me a few months and I'll show you. But I will actually be there for you. I'll hold your hand. I'll put my arm around you. I'll say, listen, we're going to do this together. That's a big thing that I do. I care for my clients. Every single one of them, they will tell you that I care every single one. And I talk to them. I talk to a lot of people every day. Um, and that's what I love doing. I love having my, ch my check-ins are, are my favorite part of the day. Like I'll sit here for like, say, maybe five or six hours talking to people, but I love it. I absolutely love it. I love, I love listening to people's problems. I love helping people get over that line. It's just an amazing feeling, amazing feeling. And it's amazing how I can actually sit in my home on a, on a computer, on a phone and change people's lives. It's just incredible. Amazing. I think feeling. that's, that's the, that's the main difference between being a coach and being a trainer. Yeah. hundred yeah. mm -hmm. percent. Yeah, definitely. It's D Douglas Wright, D Douglas Wright just commented off our YouTube live. What's up, Coach? Clean eating, clean power. Thanks, Doug. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to add too. Like, uh, since I lowered my volume with you guys coming to you all, I feel so much better. Like everything, my training <laughs> sessions are better. I feel better. My stress levels are lower. It's it's noticeable. It really is. What nice. went What went through your head when you saw your workout plan when you first started your prep and you were like, wait, this this is all I'm doing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be done in a half hour. Like what the heck am I <laughs> yeah, going to do for the next if hour I'm by myself? <laughs> yeah. If I'm by myself, it's like maybe 45 minutes, like pops. 
um uh, you well you know mario now but me and mario my workout bar- partner uh i mean even the two of us will be done in 50 minutes together i mean we don't mess around we get in we get get our work in we don't sit there and talk but yeah it's it's awesome and i'm still getting like i feel i'm getting a bigger bang for my buck this way um yeah. i was have definitely training myself into the ground have you lost any strength uh, no heck no <laughs> No, I feel great. Honestly, every time I every time I go into the the motivation to train is that much higher too. Like, yeah. and I have that much more in reserve. It, yeah. it, I feel great. Honestly, it's it's bizarre because I'm in a prep and I feel better. <laughs> and you know what, Nate? When I when I when I hear you saying that, that's what I get off every single one of my clients. They'll get back to me and say, yeah. Man, "I feel great. I feel fantastic. I thought mm-hmm. I needed to be in the gym for an hour and a half. I thought yeah. I needed cardio. I thought I need to do this." And I'm saying, "Yeah, you thought." Because a lot of oh, people okay. have been educating you rubbishly. And yeah. they're, they're getting back to me and saying, my God, I'm lifting weights that I never thought I'd lift in my life. And they yep. feel amazing. They feel great. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, why, why stop now? Just keep doing it. And that's why I have maintained people working with me for such a long time because they trust me. They've seen what I can do at the beginning and what I'm going to do at the very, very end. Because at the end, like you guys know, when we look at fitness and we look at improvement, it's a long-term thing. You like, it's just there should be there should be never time limit on your body, on your health. It should be, you should be doing it for the rest of your, your life, and that's how I've maintained. Because I've told people from the beginning, I've drew up the plan. Okay, this is the what we're going to do for the first two months. Second, the, then the next four months, the four months after, the four months after. So they have a plan before they even before they even set everything up. I've told them the plan from day one up to say uh, six months so they know exactly what they're doing most people just take on a client and work day by day by day i have given you the blueprints for six months to a year two years mm-hmm. three years and then once they get that confidence they're like okay mark i i feel great i never i never thought i'd see myself in a bikini i might want to do something else now and i'm like okay this is amazing what else do you want to do and they're like, maybe I want to do a competition. Maybe I want to do a strength competition. Maybe I, I want to go on, on, on a stage. Maybe I want to do whatever. And I'm like, this is amazing. You, you didn't tell me this at the very, very beginning. I've had people turn around and say, very, very beginning, don't put my pictures up on social media. And that's fine. That's, I've never done that. I've never done that unless I've got the uh, client's permission. But I'd say after two months, when they start seeing the results, they're like, holy shit. They're absolutely mesmerized, and they're like, "Mark, you can put my pictures up on social media." Now, think about that for a second. That was ta- that was Taylor, by the way. She she's she's one of those testimonials, and I mean, she she's she's not what she she's she's not like one of one of one of your one of your uh, clients per se, but we've been obviously all you know doing doing her diet together, and and she and she can and she can say the same thing. She was ashamed of her before pictures when she started, and then. And, and 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 now it's like she can't she can't stop sharing them. She's so she's so happy with how far she's come, and she's feeling better too. She was just doing what a lot of us do, which is which is way too much. The 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 joke um, from where I used to live uh, two two months ago, the the gym that I, that, I, that I used to go to. There were a couple other bodybuilders there, and uh, and the joke was always, "How you doing? Tired and hungry? How you doing? Tired and hungry?" Because they because they were always on prep, and that's always what they would say. And yeah. that, and that's how I felt on my last prep too. But not when I cut down for the open natural. When I cut down for the open natural to guest pose, not to compete. So, I'm like, granted, I was five pounds, ten pounds away from stage weight, but but I was in respectable conditioning, and and not hungry at all. Still, right now, not hungry. Doing no cardio, absolutely none. 
and I was doing an hour and a half a day to get down to as, as, as shredded as I was this time last year. That's no, that's no way to live your life. Like that's not worth it. <laughs> it's also probably not healthy. No, not at all. Not one bit. Yeah. And the amount of, the amount of, you. The, amount of the amount of stress you're putting on your body as well. And, and when you're stressed, that's when you hold water. Yep. That's a lot of water. And that's when, that's when I seen it. When I, when I spoke to Colt at first, I was like, I could see it. I could see it in his eyes. I could see it in his arms. I could see it in his body. I was like, listen, he, I just said, listen, I'll say it to him. But I knew at the beginning, he, he probably was like, no, this, I need to do this. Because he was probably, he probably had this, um, he was probably brainwashed into this situation. Okay, in order to get me myself shredded, I, was, I need yep. to do cardio, I need to do the extra, I need to do the extra, extra uh, exercise, I need to do the extra weight training. But you're just putting too much stress in your body. And when you put stress in your body, that's going to have an effect on your family. That's going to have an effect on your job. And yep. that's, that's going to lead to more stress and you're going to get injuries. It's just going to lead to so many bad things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I actually find that some, some of the people I've worked with, um, they almost have like an addiction to like, you give them a program and they want to just add stuff to it. Cause they like, Oh, I need more. I need more. I need to do this and that. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta take a step back and let your body do its thing. But I think you... the problem, is, I think the problem is a lot of people just don't know how to train. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. People just go into the gym. They'll do a set, look at their phone, do a set, look at their phone and they're, mm -hmm. in, they're in an hour and a half. And then you'll see people do like six sets to failure on a bench press. And you're, I'm there scratching my head. <laughs> you why, why could have walked away after the first two sets and, and, and got just as and got just as much mTOR activation, bro. <laughs> because you can see, I've seen people in the gym, they're doing six sets in an exercise. And you can see they've done perfect form in the first one. Um, and they probably got about 12 reps. But then they go back, they do the same weight. And they didn't get 12 reps. They got about eight reps. So mm. what, what's the point in doing a, a second, a third, a fourth set when your reps are decreasing? Just, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. And people are saying, but I need to do more volume. I need to do more volume. This is what the guy does on social media. But people just don't understand that these people are different to you. And you're probably a beginner. You need to start mm. from the bottom. Everybody has to start somewhere. If someone's doing that kind of volume too, they're probably on gear. There's not a yeah. lot of natural athletes that, that can do that yeah. and recover very quickly. Yeah, I was about to make that point. But if, you, if you've got something that's going to speed up your recovery, you can train for four or five, six hours in the gym and yeah. you'll still, you're still yeah, grow. And the sky's the limit. Go ahead. Who cares? Yeah. Well, at that point, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to recover from it because you have the assistance. Yeah. yeah. But as a but natural, no, you're not. Your nervous system is going to get destroyed. You're not exactly. going to recover. That's when we need to find ways of speeding up your recovery a lot quicker. And I believe, and I've always believed, that if you stick to low volume training, your testosterone, your growth hormone, all of that is going to improve. Um, your hormones are going to improve. You're going to get way stronger because that's what we need. To, that's what we, we should always be focusing on. Progressive overload, getting stronger in the gym. If you're getting stronger in the gym, your body's get your body's changing. When your body's changing, your metabolism speeding up. When your metabolism speeds up, you're able to eat more food because your body's telling you, "Listen, I'm doing all this work. I'm improving better. What are you going to do about it?" And that's when you need to say, "Right, I need to eat more food." If you don't know what you're doing, then that's when you need to hire a coach. Well, yep, and uh, and the the volume, extra volume. That's at, that's I'd say that's probably the reason why you you see that 
you know, higher testosterone and things like that is because that higher volume is adding to your cortisol. It's adding to your stress overall. And that's going to be what exactly. decreases testosterone and damages hormones, et cetera. And that's what a lot of people deal with and they don't even realize it. And then when you pair that with a proper yeah. human diet, you're, you're getting the best of both worlds. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I think that exactly. Personally, yeah, I, 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 I think that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, but I, but I believe that uninformed trainers and uneducated trainers and experienced trainers are have um, in a, in a in a lot of ways are partially to blame for the reason that people overtrain in the gym, do excessive cardio, and starve themselves. Um, that's how you get fast results. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's that's how you lose yeah. weight. That's yeah. not how you lose fat. Yeah. That's how you lose weight. You're losing a combination of muscle, glycogen. You're, you're losing a combination of muscle, glycogen, and fat, and you see your results very, very quickly. What you don't yeah. see is what's happening to your hormones. What you don't see is the fact that to be able to maintain that, you're going to have to keep up everything that you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to put that weight right back on, which is why I hate it when people say, yeah. oh, you know what I don't like about carnivore and keto is that as soon as you start eating carbs again, you gain that weight back. Yeah, it's because you weren't supposed to be eating carbs in the first place. <laughs> and yeah. you, 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 you finally got healthy and then you're going back to an old habit. I don't know what the proverb is off the top of my head, but there's what, but there's one in the book of Proverbs that speaks about um, a dog going back and eating its own vomit. That's basically what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. you're just going, you're just, you're just going back and causing the same problem again. Compare that, compare that to letting your diet do the work, not overtraining in the gym, doing as, do, doing as much as what you need that actually makes sense um, from a hypertrophy standpoint. The goal isn't to be in the gym for two hours and benching more than anybody else. If that's your goal, then great. I mean, I'm not gonna, you, you define your quality of, life, uh, quality of life. I'm not going to, but for me, what's most important right now, man, I got responsibilities outside of the gym. I can't be in there for five plus hours a, a week. Um, my, my, my workouts now are 50 minutes to an hour at the absolute max, four or five times a week. And cardio is one long distance run per week. That is it. Nothing else on top. Yeah. I don't have time for anything else other than that. And then compare that to getting faster results. When you think you're getting faster results and you see that scale going down, don't get too excited because lower numbers aren't better, mm -hmm. especially in bodybuilding. This isn't a weight loss contest. This is bodybuilding. The goal isn't to come in shredded. The goal is to come in shredded and full. How do you do that? Well, cart well, doing excessive cardio makes no sense. It wrecks your gains. You know who's yeah. doing a lot of cardio is guys that are on gear because they can get away with it. You, you can you can do because you have the, the nutrient um, partitioning benefits of it of the drugs. So yeah. you can be so you can be on this you can be on the stair mill for hours. You can be you can you can you can you can be doing all the cardio in the world and maintain a lot of the muscle that uh, a natural athlete would would otherwise lose. So on a natural uh, bodybuilders contest prep or on, um, or, or on a natural bodybuilders, just weight loss journey that isn't going to step on stage. When I use the term bodybuilder right now, I'm referring to somebody that just wants to optimize their body composition long-term doing excessive cardio and starving yourself and overtraining in the gym is absolutely the worst thing you could horribly do for the way that you look. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see very temporary results. And these trainers know that. And so they know that that's what people are looking for because most because because most people don't know any better when they're looking for a coach, and they're expecting yeah. someone to tell them to eat less, to train more, and to train hard, and to and to, and to push them through it and to white knuckle it. There's a time yeah. and a place for that. There's a time where you got to white knuckle it. There's a time where you got to be tough. There's a, 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 but 
but long but long term in this sport um we need to, we need to keep we need to keep our health first if your health is first then that's i think that's why you get you get so many people coming back to you mark is because they is because they know that you care about them as a person i mean the video chats that you and i have been having back and forth over over the over the last year there's times where you call me out and you're like dude are you doing okay you just you just seem stressed and like we weren't even talking about anything outside of working out. We just got done talking about workout, but like I might have just got an argument with Taylor or something an, an, hour, an hour ago. And you can see that. You're like, you got stress within the home, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, all right, here's how I'd recommend you sort it out. And then Taylor and I go back and sort it out. <laughs> and then we're, good, and then we're good, as, never, never good as new. But yeah, and I, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, what's one of my biggest frustrations? My, one of my biggest frustrations is when I see someone that's overweight, and they go into the gym and you can clearly see that they exercise. You can clearly see it. You can clearly see that they're in pain. If they, if they do any running, they're in pain. But there, you can see their PT screaming at them. Come on, come on, slam the ball to the ground. Do your run. And I'm like, Jesus, this is terrible. This is terrible coaching. Really, really bad. Like, yeah. why don't you not just eat properly first? Get these people to feel good first. Get the energy. Get rid of the, all the inflammation first. Mm -hmm. Then they'll come into the gym. But when I see people saying, like, listen, you're overweight, come and see me. I'll give me like I'll I'll charge you six hundred euros for 10 PT lessons. I'm like, holy shit, no, no, stop, 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 stop. And unfortunately, that's how the industry is now. I mean, in my gym now, there's yeah. there's five PTs, and what they charge for a PT lesson is just absolutely disgraceful. And I have seen people go into the gym where you can clearly see that they cannot exercise. You can clearly see it. And you can see the, you can see the pain they're in. Okay? You can see it. And all they're focusing on, like you said, Colt, is they're focusing on, this late, on the bleeding scales. And we know, as coaches, there's a big, massive difference between body weight and body composition. And I don't think PTs in yep. this... I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying every PT is the same. I'm saying there, the there are PTs... That haven't got a clue, haven't got a clue. Yeah. And when you push them to the side and saying, like, do you mind me asking why you did that? It's like, well, she's overweight. I need to help her lose weight. I'm like, yeah, but did you not talk to her about nutrition? And I'm like, they're like, yeah, but I'm not qualified in nutrition. I'm like, you don't need to be qualified in nutrition to just get them to eat healthy. I mean, you don't need to be, there's nothing wrong with having, if, if, the way I see it is if you can start somebody off and just eating like, the right carbohydrates, the rope, the right proteins, the right fats, it's a start. Then mm -hmm. you then you get to know their body. You understand their body. If they're still if they're still yeah. inflamed, then you might need to remove the car carbohydrate. But you have to educate them. You have to educate them. I'm I've never been a fan of going cold turkey on a plan. Never. I've always been a plan or um I've always been a believer that you phase it out slowly because you have to understand the clients doesn't understand your methods on nutrition so as us as carnivore coaches we know yeah this is this is the right way to eat but if you're taking on a client and saying listen you need to go carnivore they're going to look at you and say listen i'm not going to eat meat for the rest of my life but is but if you the longer you work with them and you gradually build them up they will understand the reasons why you want them to eat meat or mm -hmm. keep or whatever and they will follow your leads because yeah. a lot of clients that i have now they will tell you 
I if I if I had a mention to them at the very, very beginning, right, you're going carnivore. Do you think they do you think they would have signed up with me? No. <laughs> Not a hope. Not right. a hope. You know what I mean? And I and there, and this is the reason why I don't have carnivore on my Instagram page. It's because I want to take people on. I want to take people on that are going through all the bullshit at the moment and educate them the right way. Whereas if I put carnivore on my Instagram page, I'm only going to attract carnivore people. I want to attract people that are struggling, that have been fed all the bullshit in the industry. And I want to bring them my way because I know my way is going to get you over the line. And I want to make sure that whoever I take on is going to be the last coach to ever work with ever again. That's so well said. I'm going to read this comment real quick to uh, what you were saying about the, the scale. Um, yeah, some of some of the uh, clients I've had that are uh, that have seen the best results, their weight did not change in the first couple of months, but their body went their body fat went down, and their muscle went up. They didn't see a single a single change on the scale. If anything, they might have gained a little bit of weight, but their body composition drastically changed. And I mean, inches off their waist, inches off their thighs, better energy, better all around sleep, etc. Everything's better. And uh, to your point, Colt, too, when you were talking about just these coaches trying to get these quick results. Well, number one, obviously we know that's not healthy. And I think that, you know, the healthy approach is the approach that's like, that's, that's optimal, obviously, but, but health equals looking good. Health equals what we want to see. Like we don't want to see these quick dips in weight and cardio destroying us and running us into the ground and all that. We want to achieve long-term health. And that kind of goes actually into the comment we got on Facebook here too. So yeah, I was just going to read that read that off. Um, thanks to whoever commented this. I'm not sure what your name is. So uh, unless your name is Facebook user, that's a really cool name. <laughs> I think most people are just doing a diet in quotations and aren't making the true life changes. When they reach the goal they set, that they think they can revert back to what they were doing previously instead of focusing on how they feel when getting to that goal. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very, very good point. People yeah, need to realize that like, these are these are yeah. lifestyle changes they need to make. It's not like you just do this real quick. This is how yo-yo dieting starts. They they think they can diet down and then go back to the way they were. But no, we need to realize that this is a exactly. whole entire perspective shift that you need to have on how you take care of yeah. your body. It's it's a perspective shift and it's a lifestyle yeah. change. If you food want to last. Be, food should be viewed as fuel. It should be used to optimize your body, not to be abused in the form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a good point because we know like we're not a big fan of calories anymore. Like I, I see calories now as just fuel. Like you should be eating fuel, the right fuel. That's all. That's all that matters is when people say like it's all about calories. People, there's always an argument between calories and then um, energy and all that rubbish. But you just need to look at food as fuel, and that's it. And you just need to make sure that the right macronutrients you're eating. So. First of all, we need protein. We know that protein is an essential amino acid. We know that mm-hmm. fats are also an essential amino acid. We need essential fatty acids. There's no essential carbohydrate, none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think the other essential one is like um, water, stuff like that. But like, there's no essential carbohydrate at all, at all. And when we look at the industry now, like everybody tells you, you can have your carbohydrates. You can have your carbohydrates before workout. You can have your carbohydrates after workout. Yeah, that's what people want to hear. Rice. You can have your oats. Yeah. 
yeah and 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 unfortunately uh, this is this is the industry we're in because we 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 as coaches kind of our coaches we're we're pretty much coach um small fish in a big pond but but I firmly believe that the more education we we uh, learn and the more people we take on they will eventually see our side because I know since I've learned an awful lot about carnivore and say the last year from speaking to like people like Colt and Jonathan and other people in the industry Robert as well I've seen that yeah this is the best way to live and I've actually brought I've actually took that onto my clients and I have seen their health improve by huge demands like if it's, if, it, if it's making a massive change on my life I'm always going to share it to other people because I'm pretty sure we've always we've all been in the same situation where we were all uh, we were all um given all this rubbish about six meals a day we all did it i did it myself i was on the stand of six meals a day but what that led that led to so much bleeding stress because i'd be looking at me watch i'm like okay it's two hours later i have to eat again and when i was in college i'd be like oh i have to have this i, br I bring my container with me i have to stop halfway through my class and eat a meal i'm going to the gym in an hour's time it ruined my life mm -hmm. ruined my life and i what i remember as well life, yeah. I, I took on a course the, yeah, the, I took the, the same thing to me too. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember the last coach I took on was around 15, 20 years ago, and he was he was he was always stuck on the scales. He said, "Listen, make sure you look at your your scales weight," and he had me doing an hour and a half in the gym and an hour cardio. And I remember he I remember he wanted me to lose two pounds a week, and I be I get very very frustrated that I didn't lose those two pounds. And what I didn't realize was all the training that he was giving me was leading to overtraining, stress, water retention. And this is the reason why my scales weight was going up. And he would actually give out to me because I didn't lose those two pounds a week, even though I was lean. I was lean, really, really thin. But he it, it drilled it into my head. This is how bad the industry was, that you must lose that two pounds a week. And you can see it now with people that it's like, okay, you need to lose your two pounds a week. And if you don't, what what went wrong? So you're actually putting pressure on the clients. You're putting pressure on the mm. client, which is just ridiculous. Absolutely. What what gives you the right? What gives you the right to speak down to these people? Right. And then you're you're stressing them out. They're holding water. Their their scale weight's not changing, which is all you care about. And then they're burning muscle at the same time. So they more water, less muscle. It's just counterproductive completely. And they're gonna get and they're gonna get rid of you. And all they're gonna do is say, and they're gonna put a lot of pressure on themselves. They and they're gonna say like I couldn't do what he or she told me what to do. Mm -hmm. The reason why do it was it was just it wasn't it wasn't sustainable. That's what it was. Right. It wasn't down to you. It was just down to bad coach. I'm surprised you didn't get injured. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, guys, let's check in. Nate, how's it? Oh, now I want I want to I want to tell one story real quick. Actually, <laughs> um, on the six meals a day taking over your life. So I used to. So this this was when I I, I was working a warehouse job. Actually, this is a long time ago when I first started bodybuilding, and I and I was doing the I was doing five meals a day. My coach had me on five, not six meals a day, but still, it's just it, it, it was a lot. And every single meal had to have carbs, and it had to have either white rice or sweet potatoes, and and a, and a whole bunch of vegetables because you got to stay full, right? And so that, that you, so we're sticking with low calorie foods, all this bro dieting stuff. Oh, someone from Facebook would like to say, "You guys are awesome." Thanks. Thanks, Facebook. Whoever that user, is, uh, Facebook user, you are awesome too. <laughs> um, and so I got to, and so I got to a point where I, I was. 
I, I mean, like it was, it was, it was all, it was, it was all consuming. And I think I was late one day or forgot something at work. And my boss was like, did you remember this, this, and that? And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, well, you remembered all your, you, you remembered all your damn bodybuilding meals, didn't you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And like, sure enough, I had my six pack container with five little Tupperwares in it, man, five meals throughout the day, because I would hit the warehouse and then I would have business meetings after that for, uh, for, for our online business. And then I was doing stand-up comedy at the same time. And so I was like literally eating this stuff on the way to the comedy club, do my open mics and then finish my last meal on the way home, five meals a day. Wow. Right now I'm doing one or two meals a day. I'm never hungry. I'm building muscle better. I'm feeling better. And I like all my food better. And I don't miss, and I haven't had a vegetable in five or six months. I don't miss any mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> There's not I a single a vegetable in five years now. And I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So Nate, how is your prep going, brother? How, how are you feeling overall? I think we already went over that. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run through your meal plan real quick. Uh, are, you, right. are, you, are, are, you, are you doing eggs at all? Um, you're on yeah, I'm doing eggs, yep. yep. Eggs and beef. Okay, you're, you're weighing 189 this morning, right? Yep. My lowest so far was okay. 188.6, I think. Um, but it was 189.2 this morning, I believe. Um, feeling great. Um, a little bit of hunger setting in towards the end of the day when I'm bored at work or something like that. But uh, I feel great. I mean, I still can barely tell I'm prepping, to be honest. So... I don't have many complaints at all, honestly. You're holding your mass extreme, extremely well. Um, yeah, this, 100, yeah. I, can, I attribute it to training and diet. Yeah, I have you at 185 grams of protein right now and 270 grams of fat. Mm-hmm. I think that on our next phase, when we need to titrate down lower, um, let's start. Let let's let's pull let's pull your protein down to 180. So not yet, but this is what we'll do. Like in a couple days is bring your protein down to 180 and uh, fat down to 265. Okay. And honestly, man, that's about as low as I want your protein to go. I think that from yeah. there, we can just start pulling from fat because then we're getting kind of close to where your lean body mass is at. Yeah. And I think we have plenty of fat to play with anyway, as it is. So like I my my intake is very high still. So we have tons of runway. And you're doing just ground beef and butter right now because it's way easier to track than right. than, than steak is. It's a lot more consistency there. So we're yes. saving steak for when we start doing refeeds. We haven't started that yet. We'll probably start doing those not this Friday, but next Friday or maybe the one after. Mm-hmm. Hi, Facebook user. I think there must be something going on between StreamYard and Facebook where it's not showing people's names. Yeah, we should look into that. Whoever it is that just said hi, thank you. Hello. <laughs> Glad you're here. All right. Um, and then for Mark, you're, let's see, we have you on all mints and, uh, mints, by the way, I didn't know this until I started online coaching, but, uh, mints is European apparently for ground beef. So yeah, we're doing, uh, beef mints for two meals for you, Mark, your, your macros are 140 and 160. So here again, your, your protein is about as low as I would like for it to go. Um, so I think, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with dropping it uh, five more grams and then from there I think we should just pull from fats. We'll take it one day at a time. What what do you what do you what do you think? How are you how are you how are you feeling right now, Mark? Yeah, I'm feeling grand, feeling good. Um, the hunger is definitely an issue for me though. That's the only thing. Um, I'm getting there though. I'm getting there. I just I don't, I think the more we get down to just eating like just uh, meat going forward, I think I'll be okay. Good stuff. Um, but I can definitely feel the hunger. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I just think of what I'm doing on a daily basis. I'm just doing so much. Um, I'm mommy fee all day. I'm working every day. So 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the same with Nate, but I think Nate has more experience with me when it comes to bodybuilding. So, well, I mean, you, you might be onto a good point with your hunger there. If you're, if you're on your feet all day, you're moving around a lot and stuff, and your neat is very high, your non-exercise energy expenditure stuff. Um, I mean, that could very well be why you're feeling so much hunger. Honestly, if you're very busy, yeah, I, that would be a huge yeah. factor. Yeah, because I, I, I said this to Colt yesterday. I think I'm averaging about 20, 25,000 steps a day, oh. seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. That is probably yeah. a, a huge factor. I mean, that's, you're basically doing cardio. Yeah, do, and, do that's, you have... and that's why. Mark, I got Go ahead. I, I got a question for you. And real quick, shout out to Pilar. Hey, thanks so much, Pilar, for joining. She says, hi, grading papers and listening to you, gentlemen. And then Lucky would like to say that was me from Facebook. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining, Lucky. Uh, God bless you guys. Glad glad that you're, glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome. Um, so, Mark, how many opportunities throughout the day do you have to stop and legitimately catch your breath, like just mentally and workwise? Workwise, like, mm -hmm. uh, it's usually around lunchtime, and okay. the minute I wake up. I've about 20 minutes to myself um so i need to be i need to be up by 4 a.m to get my work started at 4 30 mm -hmm. because i have a few clients in america I have a few clients in australia so i need to be up a few hours before them to get their plan sorted um but then what i usually do is i get up in the morning i go for the minute i get up i go for a walk straight away just get my mindset right i don't even look at my phone yeah. but when i look at when I look at my phone when I get back, I've got around, I could have around, I mean, I look at my phone now, and this is all for tomorrow. I'll tell you now, one second. I haven't even looked at this all day. So tomorrow now I have 22 emails. <laughs> I've got. Nine, I think, I think those last two are for me. Sorry, sorry to add to the pile. <laughs> but no, seriously, bro, we got to work on those poses. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think this highlights a. I've I think got, this I've highlights. Got, oh, sorry, we got a delay. Go ahead. No, Mark. Sorry, go ahead. I was oh, just yeah, going to say that I think this. <laughs> I think ahead, this highlights. Sorry, okay. I think this highlights a very pertinent point for anybody like that listens to this or is listening now that wants to do a prep. Your stress tolerance on a prep, especially as you get into like the last eight weeks or so, is severely diminished. And the things that you're doing in your daily life normally, your tolerance to those things definitely decreases and you will notice it whether that's hunger or just general stress or what what it might be whatever it might be but you're going to have lower tolerance to stress in general um so that's something to keep in mind before you go into a prep to have yeah as much as you can controlled and in line before you do a prep i think that's an important point to make yeah when when mark was telling me last week how his client base like basically doubled over the last week i was like uh-oh <laughs> like that's Wow, we, we we're, like, we're, we're really starting to work. We're really starting starting to get these poses down right now. I mean, I mean, th this is this is not good for him to have this kind of workload. So I, I guess my, my best advice to you right now, Mark, is uh, double or triple all of your rates. And so you have less clients and start taking naps in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the, la in the last 10 days, in the last, no, in the last 14 days, I took on uh, 37 clients. Wow. Jeez. Well, you know, at a certain point in prep, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You just got to end up putting uh, one foot in front of the other. And that's just what it becomes. And that's inevitable in prep, whether that's two weeks yeah. out or four weeks out. It's different for everybody. But at, at a certain point, you're putting one foot in front of the other and you're just doing your best.
Yep. At, at the at the end of the day, whether you're high carb, low carb, yeah, carnivore, I, not carnivore, the last few weeks are a grind. It's bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and yeah, you you got you got you just got to tough it out, and it's going to be stressful, yeah. and it's going to suck for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Like the way I see it, I've I've come too far, and mm-hmm. I've always said, like, once I invest in something, I'm going all in regardless. So yeah. it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I make it. I'm making a massive, massive um, investment. In- I mean, I'm going to a different country to compete. Um, I took I took on a coach, even though I'm a coach myself. Um, so I'm taking a massive investment in my life. But Colt knows my not my real reasons why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to win any show. Never have. It's never been a massive thing for me. And um, this is so much bigger for me than winning the show. Um, so I'll be happy. I'm I like the way I see it is I've been I've been to the dark side and me being hungry for another like seven or eight weeks is nothing really honestly honestly God and the way I see it is as long as my family are provided for and I'm working hard for them and I'm giving them everything that they want then I'm winning already I couldn't care less yeah and this is a uh, good time in my opinion uh, when you're on a prep, it's a it's a great time. I think Robert Sykes even mentions it, mentioned this in his uh, ketogenic bodybuilding book. But this is a great time to just have a period of time where you're challenging yourself to this degree, and it's a great time to have mm-hmm. introspection, learn more about yourself, and grow too, for that matter. Um, prep that yeah. is so. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, especially when you start intermittent fasting, like a, a lot of people here again, high carb, low carb, end up intermittent fasting towards the end of their prep to uh, help to help with their satiety too. And it's a, it's a great way to break past a plateau. If you're, if you've been stuck, if you've been stuck at a certain spot for a while, but fasting that get, that gives you a whole new perspective on life. I mean, even intermittent fasting, I, I've, I've never done anything more than a day um, in, in, a, in a, in a row. And so, one meal a day for me is kind of the the most extreme that I've ever done fasting. But if you're training hard, then it probably is, is the same as doing a two or three day fast without any exercise because it speeds up the fasting process. But at the ends of those fasts, that's when I've had some of the deepest meditation experiences, some of the deepest prayer experiences, some of the deepest Bible studies, some of the some of the best conversations with 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 loved ones, you know, there's 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 something about towards the end of a prep when you've you've refined your priorities to the things that really matter and anything that you don't have time for it's just it's bs you don't you don't have time for it you can't do it you have to you you ha- you have to look at you have to look at your entire prep going in with the attitude of okay can i can i do this if i can great if not um i mean if you're if you're work if you're working two jobs if you're a student if you have this going on and that going on it it just might not be the right time and it might not be what you want to hear but don't do it you'll regret it it'll backfire yeah hundred percent yeah I couldn't agree more unless unless you're gonna go all in and you understand the whole process then don't bother because you won't make it you have to be mentally ready for it um, mm-hmm. and I think that's very very important before you actually make that decision. To say right okay this is going to be probably six months to like 10 months out of your life it's we all know it's a selfish sport you will need mm-hmm. to speak to your other, your other half and because at the end of the day it's 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 your decision and yeah. also when you get when you do get down to these six to eight weeks you need to understand that 
don't get into a situation where you're giving out to other people. It's your decision why you did this. And I, I always said that even though I'm getting not really hungry at the moment, but I'm never I'm not gonna take it out on anybody else. I'm not gonna take it out on my work. I'm gonna make sure I show up every day. I'm gonna make sure I show up every day with a smile on my face. I'm still gonna put my work in every single day. I'm I'm not gonna lack. I'm still gonna get my training sessions in because at the end of the day, as I said, you made that decision. So you can't blame anybody. You can't look for sympathy. You made that decision for yourself. So you know what I mean. Grind it out because it's something that you want to do. Um, and I'm not going to be yeah. happy until I'm stage and I've done it. And that's it. So at the end of the day, and then when it's all done, once it's all done, um, we'll reverse that out of it and we'll see what happens in the future. How? One more thing on your on your meal plan, Mark. Those egg whites in there, how are those doing for you? I, I increased them to try to help with your satiety um have you found yep. have you found that helpful yeah i think that i think that i think their volume of the food now is, is 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 a little bit better um because the food that we were on previous and um, even though it was quite it was quite um nutrient dense it was just it was very very small to look at whereas now i'm eating a bigger a bigger food if that makes sense more volume on the, mm -hmm. on the plate yeah absolutely that's the psychological side of it right Cool. We are coming up on an hour um, on the subject of contest prep. Sleep is probably the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So um, in, 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 out of respect for the fact that it is 930, I think for you, Mark, uh, probably time for you to be going to bed. <laughs> uh, totally respect, totally respect and appreciate your time. And, and, and for the, for the insight on this, man, I mean, really a, a lot of what you just told me is stuff that you've been telling me. And, uh, and, and I, and I just like hearing it again, you, you've, you've helped, you've helped me not just, here again, in the, in the sense of optimizing my body in terms of how I eat and how I train and how I live every day, but, um, but the kind of businessman I am and the, and the kind of, and the kind of person I am, um, uh, just within my own home. And so I'll forever be, be grateful for that. And, uh, and I can't wait to see you in person, man. <laughs> I can't, I cannot wait until this show. I'm so excited for this. We're, ne we're needed there. We are. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining the live stream. Catch you guys in the next one. See you guys. That's it for this weekend session, everybody. Thanks for listening and make sure to let us know what you thought. You can do that directly from your podcast app or DM Mark or myself on the gram. You can also email your feedback, questions for us, and more specific topics that you'd like us to teach on next. Timestamps. You've all been asking for timestamps, so here you go. By popular request, you will see time markers within the show notes of the podcast. When you write in questions, you can now see immediately where your question was answered. We love interacting with all of you and agree this will help. If you need some gym motivation, look no further than our workout podcast called the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. We are quickly approaching 200 episodes over there and it's available on the same platform that you're listening to now. Just type SupersetYourLife, all one word, just like it sounds, into the search bar and you should see our black and white podcast logo pop up. It's a podcast specifically recorded to listen to while you're working out or for a pep talk on your way to the gym. And we regularly interview professional bodybuilders, judges, top nutritionists, leadership experts, stand-up comedians, and top athletes from supersetyourlife.com like Nate and Mark Ennis. We will keep the focus on health-first bodybuilding, faith, and family. 
My wife, Taylor, and I are the hosts of the show as of three years and growing. Coach Mark Ennis has been an enormous part of all that we do there. Mark and I are both on Instagram and offer private one-on-one consultations as well as coaching services. Link to scheduling coaching calls can be found on our Instagram bios or in the show notes of this podcast. One last reminder before we sign off. Leaving a review takes about 10 seconds. If you're on Spotify where you can see the show notes right below where it says Q&A, bam, just like that, you can tell us exactly what you think. We'll respond when we record the following week, either by reading your review, discussing the topic that you'd like us to know more about, or getting to work on whatever critiques that you have about how we can continue to improve the show. And that's how we communicate as a dialogue, not a monologue, in this intimate conversation that we call Carnivore Coaches Corner. Share this with a friend if you found it helpful, and we'll catch you next week on session number 23.